And now here's our Monday feature, South Bend Stories, where we hear from area residents about the people, places, and events that have made this city what it is today. South Bend Stories is produced at the Salvation Army Croc Center Recording Studios and is a joint project with WVPE, along with SB 150, a celebration of the 150th anniversary of the city of South Bend, the Tire Rack, and the Community Foundation of St. Joseph County, in partnership with the Salvation Army Croc Center. In today's South Bend Story, we'll be hearing from John Warren and Clarence White, two leaders of the Pokagon Band of Potawatomi Indians. Listen now as the two men talk about the Potawatomi Indians' early settlement along the south bend of the St. Joe River and the tribe's involvement in the founding of the University of Notre Dame. The north side of the river there, mm-hmm. along Northside Boulevard there at one time, uh, back in the, the fur trading days, and that's kind of like where we would trade our goods and our furs for goods and services. That one part of that river has always been like a point of interest mm-hmm. Not only to natives, but it actually helped start the growth of South Bend. We know on the north side of the river, there was a lot of our burial grounds at that time. Yeah, we were part of that group that uh, put those remains back in the ground that they'd found in that cemetery where they buried them. Not in the same spot, but uh, my grandmother and grandfather buried in that cemetery also. And I heard through uh, different people who said that they were the first native people that were buried in that land, Potawatomi people. And when I think about that area, that's the area where the Potawatomi started calling South Bend before it was South Bend. And a lot of people don't know it was not till 1978 where it gave us the freedom to practice our own spiritual beliefs in this country. Right. When we'd gather for spiritual doings, there was always a risk of the FBI coming in and breaking it up. At one time, our ceremonies were always done at high noon, and then it went underground. That went on for quite a few years, and then my mother, she didn't like all that activity, so if she voiced her opinion on it, then she got chastised for it too, you know. My grandmother uh, talked to my mother about trying to see what she was going to do with the kids, you know, because was, there was six of us all together. She says, well, why don't you take them up and take them to boarding school? And most of the Anishinaabs all gone to Mount Pleasant, and over at Mount Pleasant, you couldn't speak your language over there. You got chastised really bad for using your own language. And, 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 and a lot of the, and the intent of boarding schools was uh, a federal-funded program used to take away our language, our uh, spiritual beliefs, uh, the way we look and dress, and also uh, to actually create like a genocide to our culture. And uh, there was always a dream. Uh, I remember all the elders talking about how we gave up 5.2 million acres of land in the Chicago Treaty and they were still trying to get payment from the federal government for that. And that finally occurred, I believe, uh, in the late 70s and early 80s. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it was their dream to try to finally get that payment back from the government because they never never paid for it. And, and South Bend was a piece of that. But, you know, when I was coming up, you know, they used to talk about the treaties, you know. And that was the only thing that we had was the treaties. Yeah, because we, we've had yeah. more treaties than... than Almost any tribe in this country, yeah. we are party to 40 treaties. And a lot of people don't know the Potawatomi and the, and the tribes in this area were the last holdouts that stopped the Western expansion. And it wasn't until after those treaties and the War of 1812 was, was when we started 
ceding a lot of land over. A lot of people don't know that uh, that Leopold Pokagan walked right, to Detroit right. and wanted a priest. He brought Father Baden to this area on St. Mm-hmm. Joe River. But a lot of people don't realize he became the co-founder of Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't realize uh, or know, but actually uh, funds in our treaties that were for to educate the Pokagan Band people uh, were diverted from the BIA and helped start the trade school there at Notre Dame. And the, some of the first students were uh, Potawatomi. We had a village there. It was, it was a, a main encampment. We built a chapel, one of the first Catholic chapels in, in this area. So the Pokega Band had a big relationship with uh, Notre Dame. Notre Dame, right. Yeah. And that's why South Bend was a great place to come, just because we've been very fortunate recently with our economic development in South Bend area and for our people and contributing in a way by buying goods and services from local businesses and such in, in this uh, area, this region here, Michiana region. That was a lot of fun. We had some good oh, memories. Oh, well, shoot. Yeah, we could go on for hours, you know. I'm glad that I got to do this with you. I'm glad you asked me, really, John. That was John Warren and Clarence White, two leaders of the Pokagon Band of Potawatomi Indians, sharing their South Bend story. In next week's South Bend story, you'll hear again from Potawatomi leaders John Warren and Clarence White as they share their experience of going to the White House. This was the culmination of years of work to get the Pokagon Band recognized by the federal government. South Bend Stories is heard every Monday morning at 7.45 a.m. during Morning Edition and again at a little past 12.30 p.m. on Here and Now. If you would like to share your South Bend story, visit the website mycroc.org.